0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Put the in the basket! Touchdown, Chicago! It back, Chicago.
1: Yes, he does! Keep in the Touchdown,
0: Touchdown,
1: Touchdown touch. Chicago!
2: Listening to the number one Chicago Bears podcast, unrivaled, unmatched, and
0: unequaled, Hogan Johns. Covering the Bears from CHGO, it's Adam Ho. And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Together, they're the Adams. The
2: Adams converge. The consummate pros, the incomparable, Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in. Hogan Johns with you on a Tuesday. Off season episodes finally feeling like the off season. I went to a basketball game last night, John. High school? No. Although at times it kind of looked like a high school. Oh, game. you saw Northwestern? As, well, <laughs> no, I saw Wisconsin, let's be fair. <laughs> Northwestern played well.
3: Did you went all the way up to Madison?
2: No, dude, pay attention I to Chicago follow. sports. I don't follow it at all. <laughs> Wisconsin played in Evanston last night. It's uh, Chicago sports. Wow. Shots fired. Mm-hmm. Shots fired. Um no, I know Purdue
3: th- Purdue's the number one team in the country.
2: Yeah. Good for them. Enjoy that, Greg Braggs, while it lasts. <laughs> I'm sure they'll still lose to Wisconsin sometime this season. Um No, my point was though, I you know, I saw Pat Finley at the game. It was just a Monday night. and We were both commenting on like, hey, isn't it great? We're not covering like a coaching search or a GM search right now. This is nice to have a do Monday night on a, in a do January. Do you know
3: that the the Colts, could you imagine this? The Colts just set like a record for interviewing
2: candidates. Yeah. By the way, this head coaching cycle is weird. Yeah. There's like no movement. They're all interviewing the same people.
3: They're going to interview 20 dudes and just keep Jeff Sanders. <laughs> right. Or
2: hire J.J. Stekowitz. Could be better than Jeff Saturday. I mean, he keeps getting new opportunities there, so I think they should just make him the head coach. Yeah. Rising ranks. Team reporter, PA guy, crushes that head coach. (laughs) Makes perfect sense to me. I mean, makes more sense than most of the things they're doing down there. Um, Anyway, the the one thing the Bears have been involved in, as we get going here, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogan at Adam Johns. You can read Johnsy on the Athletic, me at allchgo.com. We're gonna have John Greenberg join us here in a little bit too to talk about um you know his reaction to Kevin Warren, some of the stadium stuff. He's always got interesting insight on all those things. Um especially what you know off the field stuff, business type things. Greenberg's always on top of that stuff. So we'll bring him in here in a little bit. But um it was interesting that Ian Cunningham, the Bears assistant GM, decided to stay put. I mean, we're now down to m- multiple reports, including Jay-, Jay Glazer over the weekend, that he turned down the Cardinals' GM job. I like it for the Bears, but I also
3: like it because it's a young executive, maybe not rushing into a job. Like, how no. often do you see that? Like, GMs don't get second chances. Heck, you be do. Yes, yes. They don't get those second opportunities. They get like higher up, <laughs> not higher up, but like random titles with other teams eventually, but like I don't think Ryan Pace will ever get another opportunity as the man in charge. Do you? Hmm. Chances are no. Like Atlanta's got to go on some 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 crazy successful run, right? Justin Fields has to pan out for the Bears and then maybe he gets that opportunity, but I think my point is valid. They don't get opportunities. Second
2: opportunities often. So Yeah, I mean... Feel it, good about your situation. Because look, if, if the Mitch Trubisky thing doesn't happen, Ryan Mace's tenure in Chicago isn't... I mean, we've talked about all that before. It's like saying if the Chicago fire didn't happen. The soccer team? That's mean, too. You're just taking <laughs> shots at everybody. Everybody. No, I know what you meant. Um... Yeah, no, I'm not. Obviously, it did happen. But yes, but your point about Justin Fields is valid because if that works out, I don't know. It's an interesting question. Probably not. Um, But he's still young enough and did make, I don't know, you look at the pieces on this roster and if we're being honest, most of them are still brought in here by Ryan Pace. Uh, But to your point, I mean, Ian Cunningham being picky Because you only get one shot. You want to make sure it's a good situation. I don't know right now the Cardinals are a good situation. This is also his first time through
3: this level of search, GM search, right? Ryan Poles went through it twice. Maybe he's learning from uh, his good friend in this business where be patient, learn what you can learn going through it the first time, and then by next year, should be a candidate again. He'll know what he wants. That's important too. Like inheriting Kyler Gordon his contract is that the the best place for you to start? I'm not st- sure. Um, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray. What did I say? Kyler Gordon. Yeah,
2: but you know maybe I'm off Kyler, my game. It's off season. Kyler Gordon could be maybe a decent quarterback for them too. I don't know. Um, I, I do think it's interesting though. Like you said, Ryan Pace has to have, or the Falcons would have to go on a run for Ryan Pace to get another opportunity. Like I think that's where teams. Get caught up in mistakes too often, just like getting the hot candidate from the hot team. I think it says something about Ian Cunningham that the Bears just went three and fourteen, and he got offered a job. I mean, that shows you they're and not. Then he just, turned it down. Yeah, they're not chasing. They're not just chasing some team's success and trying to replicate it. They're, you know, the, clearly there's something about Ian Cunningham, the candidate, that really stood out, and he was a finalist in uh, Tennessee too. So it wasn't just like one job. So he should feel good where, where he stands. So this, yeah. this is also a unique opportunity for him here.
3: He likes working with Ryan Poles, and the Bears have the first overall pick in a bunch of cap space. And a new president,
2: Kevin Warren. Yeah. But, you, Pl- you know. need to learn from. There's also a lot of work to do this offseason. Um, all right. Let's bring in John Greenberg now, of course, columnist for The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter, at John Underscore Greenberg, what's up, John? What's
1: going on, guys?
3: Good morning, John. You're putting on the the morning hat.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to get my like computer thing set up. There we go. Okay. Yeah, still dressed in how I uh, walked my daughter to the bus stop. Okay. You guys are like all like professional looking.
2: No, I mean I'm wearing a T-shirt that really doesn't even make sense. What's that say? Since we we finally made a shirt. What
1: the hell's that mean?
2: I don't know.
3: It's a you know it's, it's an inside th- Hogan Johns joke here, John.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, of course, I know that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well the the joke was that we talked about shirts on the show for like three years and just never followed through.
1: So and I'm then wearing a Steelers sweatshirt. Wow. That's cool. Everybody's oh, yeah.
2: just everybody's just taking shots at like Chicago people so far on this show. John, you weren't in here, but I mean John's was just Basically saying Northwestern is not a Chicago school.
1: I mean, it's really not. Like how many? I mean, it's like a (laughs) how many local Chicagoans like? Oh man, I love Northwestern. I mean, maybe like Fishbane. (laughs) Uh, Like you know, or like people that like live literally in Evanston, or like well, Matt. You know, they're like the North Shore team. It's always funny because I felt like the Tribune always used to, like, devote a lot of resources to Northwestern because, like, they felt that was their readership. where like, people that lived in the North Shore that either went there or, like, from Winnetka or Kenilworth, right? Like, Megan Malwicki's, like, customer or, her, like, her, like, real estate clients or, like, their, their, uh, their fans. I always felt like North, uh, the Tribune, that was, like, classic Tribune. Like, we really got to cover this Northwestern team. Yeah, Sorry. But,
2: no, no, they they did it well, Um and you know, obviously, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. There were there were more Wisconsin fans last night at the game than Northwestern fans. Of course, there, so, there are no
1: Northwestern fans.
2: Granted, <laughs> it was a rescheduled game. It was supposed to be Saturday. So I this think is a
1: Big good. Ten. Chicago is a Big Ten city. Like it's, you know, if you walk down the bar, you know, if you, I mean, I'm just gonna go north side here, not to, you know, uh whatever. But like, you know, you'll see like Michigan State bars. Wisconsin bars, Michigan bars, and then maybe like a cup, then maybe like an Illinois bar, like one or two, and like no Northwestern bars. They don't exist.
2: No, they're in Evanston. They're not even there. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: Does the this keg is-
2: still exists? No, the keg's gone, isn't it? Yeah, keg's gone. See, nothing. I honestly wouldn't know because like being at the games, it's not like I was going to a bar before the game or you knew would- where to go. Kevin Fishman gonna- would know.
1: You know what's funny is I took my son to a Steelers game this year for the first time, and he had never been to an NFL game. And he's twelve, so it was like you know the pandemic was a couple of years where I would have taken him, you know, and I felt like he was old enough. And before that, the highest profile football game he'd ever been to was Ohio University at Northwestern, like one of those early season ones where their students aren't there yet. Mm-hmm. It was it was terrible. It was like it was such a bad game and a bad atmosphere. And then I take him to a Steelers game with like 70,000 people and everyone is wearing a jersey or like a jacket. You know what I mean? Everyone's so fired up. It was just like blew his mind. Like that's what a football game's like.
2: Well, um, I guess the connection here that we can make between uh, the Big Ten and conversation relevant to the Bears would be Kevin Warren. John, you were there last week. Um, We're still kind of discussing the fallout of – of Kevin Warren and some of the stadium stuff and might hap what might happen here, but just what was your overall reaction to what went down last week at house hall?
1: Ah, big talker. Let's talk. Tell you what, that guy can spin a yarn. Um, you know, I, I debate on the value of like, how much does it mean for like public relations for him to put on for like bears fans to see him and not want to like, you know, throw up. Not want to like you know throw their the remote like when Ted Phillips talked because the Ted the Ted and George shows uh, was a big failure and I don't think it helped the Bears in that sense. But how important is that really? It's not like anyone's canceling their season tickets or not watching the Bears because they didn't like Ted Phillips. So I mean I do still think it is a bit of a a little bit of a value that when, when Kevin Warren talks, maybe he might inspire a little more confidence in the organization. And, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, he's got a job to do. And that's like the stadium thing's number one, obviously. And then there's going to be a lot of other, you know, little things he's got to do in the organization to maybe put people in positions to succeed. And there's definitely parts of the organization that need to improve, um, you know, and he's also going to have, like we found out, like, you know, some football power. And he might say he's just there to advise Ryan Poles, but we've seen when someone gets the power to be the president of an organization and and the, the actual on-field product falls under their umbrella, they're going to take advantage of that. I don't care who you are. I don't care how humble someone says they are or whatever, you know, he's going to have football power. Like I don't think there's any, so is that going to be a good thing or a bad thing? I, you know, we'll have to see, but I, I think, the fact that Ryan Poles is reporting to him and not George is kind of a big deal. And, you know, I think Poles is probably like says he's happy about it, but I wonder if he has some questions, you know, too, and how that's going to work.
3: I think it's just a matter of what George prefers. And I I think this conversation is like part of the reaction to everything that happened. Like as a columnist, like what was your reaction like to the overall reaction, which seemed to be, generally positive, you know, yeah. I, I left her thinking like, Holy moly, this guy is different than anything I've ever covered here in my 10 plus years covering this team. Oh, it like, was my hundred percent. Like that was my strongest takeaway.
1: What was yeah, I mean, your, was kind of like, go ahead. Yeah. I was kind of chuckling a little bit. Some of the early reactions where some reporters are like celebrating the hire, like what, what I mean, it's on our job to really celebrate the hire. Like, you know, I, I don't know like what he's really going to, you know, it's still the on-field products, the on-field product but, you know, and finding out that he's going to actually have some, because we didn't know that at first, that he is going to have more impact maybe than than we initially thought makes it, you know, a little more important in some sense. Um, yeah, I, I think so. I think he seems, you know, we had that breakout with him and, you know, I, I thought he seemed, you know, he's very rehearsed and very like, you know, he's going to talk about stuff, but I also thought he showed some personality and like, You know, even some of the stuff like when we were, you know, joking about, I joked about the field stuff um, and, you know, and the the stuff with the Big Ten, the parents protesting, he kind of cracked a little bit on that. Um, Yeah, I'm impressed with him. I mean, he's, everyone likes him. He's, I mean, not everyone likes him. That's not true. Uh, But, you know, I feel like a lot of the NFL people seem to like him more than the college people do, which is not a surprise. And for me, as someone who's kind of anti college sports, as beyond just watching it, um, you know, I'm fine with that. Like, I don't care if a bunch of anonymous big 10 ads or executives didn't, didn't like him. That, that like means nothing to me. Chancellors. Right. Chancellor. Everybody like, yeah, who cares? Anonymous chancellor. Right. Like it's such the college is such sports is such a racket. So like, that doesn't bother me. I'm not surprised one bit that he would leave at the first, you know, obviously he's going to make more money, but like, you know, and more power. So I'm not surprised he would, he would want to leave, but yeah, I, I'm impressed. I think he could be good, but we'll see. I mean, like the stadium stuff, you know, to me, it's just, he's just got to get it done. He's got to help get it done. Cause, you know, we're saying he's, you know, respond. He's not, he didn't like actually build the Viking Stadium, I don't think, right? He didn't lay any rebar or like, I don't like- know. He I'll said he needed
2: to measure every piece of wood and, you know, it's got to <laughs> be 41 feet instead of 40.
1: So listen, if he's got an eye for, like, he's got an eye for detail, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I I think Bears fans should feel pretty good about it, but I think they should, you know, the more important stuff is is what happens this off season. And, John, and what I'm what what I'm
2: interested in is because you mentioned like how he's he's such a big talker, and one mm-hmm. of the things because I've done some digging on on some of the Big Ten stuff, and like the 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 one thing is like when he says these things, then it's like who's going to deliver it, and so it like sometimes sure. the reaction would be like, well, wait, what did he say? What did he promise here? And who's right. going to get it done now? Right. And it's just right. sometimes it's a lot. And so it's great to dream big. Um, but what I'm very fascinated, because I had one person tell me this last week is just like, this does not seem like I'm a Caskey hire. Like it is it, like, they're definitely turning this over to Kevin Warren and it's the Kevin Warren show now. And you know, probably in part the Kevin Warren, Ryan pole show, but on the business side, I'm just really going to be fascinated to see like what that reaction is to like working for him and getting yeah. these things done. Because it's just like the the Bears have been relatively stagnant as an organization. I think that they've, there's certain areas where that's improved over the last like five years. When you talk about like improving the facilities and some of the stuff like right. that and even going down the Arlington Heights Road, like there, there have been signs that they're moving this direction. And and they've made tremendous strides, too, I think, uh, when it comes to diversity. But I'm just very fascinated to see, like, because when Kevin Warren walks in that building for the first time, it's going to be like just a completely different atmosphere.
1: And and I think you make a good point, too, about, like, it sounds like maybe at the Big Ten, people were tired of him, like, promising big things, and then they had to actually do the work. So I, I think there probably are some valid, you know, from some of the anonymous people complaining, I'm sure there's some valid, like, criticisms there the interesting thing about me and all the culture stuff at Hallis is like, I felt from talking to people that Hallis is actually a pretty decent place to work. I don't think everyone like loved Ted all the time, but you know, I've heard people say it's like nice place to work. And I don't think that's the problem. I think the problem is you're right. It wasn't a McCaskey hire. So maybe people should feel good about that. It was a search for a hire. Right. I mean, that that's what it is. You know, Kevin Warren joked about like, you know, God was going to kind of take, not joked, but said like, God was going to kind of take care of it. He wasn't going to politic for the job. Be like, well, right. You're not gonna politic for it because a search firm has your name. <laughs> you're obviously like, you know, you're also like
2: the most qualified candidate out
1: there. <laughs> right. He was super qualified and like, you know, so like in one sense, anyone that George picks, you have to be skeptical about and Ted Pick, right? In another sense, like it does seem like he is actually like legitimately qualified. He's he's worked for all these NFL teams, you know, he, he knows the lay of the land, he's got experience doing the big picture stuff with the Big Ten you know, and he's got experience doing the stadium stuff. So seems like he's really qualified. Um, I think it will be very interesting, like you said, though, for people that actually work at the Bears. Now they're working for him. Now they're working for someone completely different. They're used to Ted. People have stayed there a while. I mean, it's, it's going to be different, and it's going to be, I bet you a lot of people leave through their own volition or through, like, getting pushed out the door for new people that he knows and he's familiar with. But but, I mean, it's a weird org, man. I mean, that is like, like you said, like they've made big strides in the past five years. But I remember talking to someone on the business side years ago. This is back in the kind of early to mid two thousands, and he said he's like, when I came here, they didn't, they had like had never bought billboards before. Like they didn't have billboard advertising plan, like because they're just like we're the bears. What do we need a billboard for? We have all our tickets sold. They like didn't get stuff like that. They were like, oh, that's a waste of money because we have our tickets sold. So. That's all changed, right? House Hall is great, but like, I agree, it's going to be a huge culture shock for people working there, which is not really our problem.
3: <laughs> what do you make of? Uh, well, yeah, I wonder if they'll, they'll lose that that family friendly atmosphere a, a little bit that's existed. I, I don't. I think maybe Kevin Warren brings some of that, but what do you make of like the Jim Finks comparisons? Because that was like the last outsider.
1: Have,
0: Have you? Yeah, Have you no, I think it's hired, a good yeah. one.
1: And, it, you know, it kind of reminds me of, like, what goes on with the White Sox. And, you know, obviously, Michael is the one that hired Arturo Karnasovas, Arturus Karnasovas, and he brought in Mark Eversley. And, you know, someone had brought up to me before that one of the reasons Jerry Reinsdorf would never hire outsiders and hadn't in decades is because he hired Larry Himes to run the Sox. And Larry basically told him to stay out of my way, which is the same thing that Jim Fink's you know, told McCaskey. So that's why these, these owners don't do it because they want to have some control. They want to be able to walk in every meeting and they want to, you know, they they do own the place. And sometimes when you bring in outsiders, they don't have the deference, you know, to that. So Kevin Warren seems a little more politically savvy that he gets that, that he, he could probably look at George and understand how to work with him and how not to offend him. Whereas maybe executives in the 70s and 80s, we're a little more like rough around the edges and weren't going to deal with that. Um, you know, Larry Himes, same way, but that's, you know, uh, I've learned that lesson from covering Reinsdorf teams and that that's why he sticks to people. He's known for like 30 years. Usually the difference now with the bulls is Michael runs it. So he, he went off script a little bit. So we'll see if the same kind of thing happens, you know, with the bears, but yeah, I, I think Kevin Warren is savvy enough to, to navigate that problem.
3: If you're like me, you believe there needs to be more stylish, functional, business casual men's wear that is both high quality and durable that can withstand your day. I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box watching the game later with your friends, maybe get a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces, Head to Roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to dot com slash Adam and use code Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort.
2: You used to do some stuff in marketing, so Mm -hmm. you're—I mean, it's part of the why you're—you're—you're good with this team marketing report. That's right. Yeah, team marketing report. What, like, what do you think the Bears are still lacking from from that standpoint? I mean, because they have made strides, and I think those are the areas that, like, where Ted Phillips doesn't actually get some credit that he probably deserves in doing some of those things that you talked about earlier and getting the Bears, you know, closer to this century. But like, where do you still feel like they can? whether it's a stadium or not, where they can make strides sure. in that
1: area? Yeah, that's a great that, – that is actually an interesting question. I mean, uh, yeah, it's stadium stuff. I mean, Soldier Field is a mess. I mean, it's just not like a great place. And I'm like – I'm actually pretty anti the new stadium stuff because I think it's just a waste of money, for, especially for football stadiums that you don't use as much You know, as you would like a baseball stadium or another arena. Um, but Soldier Field does kind of suck. And I think the fan experience – is not great. Um inside the same. I actually don't think the I don't think the outside stuff's as bad as people make it out to be. But um yeah, that would help. Um you know what's interesting? Like just like as far as marketing, I I had this conversation with my son because we were at the Miami airport over winter break and there's a Miami heat store in the airport. Mm. It's like real jerseys, real t-shirts like good stuff, like stuff you would buy at the arena. Why isn't there a Bears one at O'Hare? Like, why isn't there more like Bears merch? You like know a what Chicago I mean? Chicago Blackhawks restaurant. Yeah, the Chicago right with the frame, old frame jerseys. There is there like, only what?
2: team is there only team store in Soldier Field? Like, because I know that one exists. Like, you can drive to Soldier Field, park mm-hmm. in the north garage. And, oh, like, can you?
1: Yeah, you can at least you, at least you
2: used to be able to. I, I've done it before, but. And that was a long time ago. I think it's still there, but like, think about how not convenient that is.
1: No, like when you drive,
2: right. you like drive no down Michigan Avenue, there's a giant Blackhawk store.
1: Right. There was that, There is that, and the Bears have a downtown office now, which they yeah. opened to help their sales and like marketing teams. Um. Yeah. You know what I think the best thing they could do is win. Actually, I mean, really, <laughs> that's like, like seriously, that's the way you yeah. want to sell jerseys. How about you win? How about you have like exciting players? Like a lot of Justin Fields jerseys now. Like I see them, all the kids are wearing them now. Like for a while, you never saw kids in Bears jerseys, mm-hmm. right? You see, because it's fantasy and everything else and every, every kid's got red zone and every kid likes good quarterbacks for other teams. Yeah, so how about the Bears win consistently with exciting players? That would be the best marketing they can do because they don't need any help getting on shows, right? They don't need any help getting on sports radio. They don't need any help, you know, I don't know other ways to market. I mean, I think they're pretty like active in TikTok and Twitter and, and crap. Yeah, like they've, gotten that. Ex-
3: they, they've expanded their efforts. Yeah.
1: And place. I know they hired my friend, Nicole Bersani Zimmer. Um, she came over from the Cubs. She really knows how to do Twitter and, and social media. So they've made some good hires. I mean, they have Larry Mayer. The kids love Larry. I mean, Lunch with Larry, baby. Yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody loves like Larry. Larry. My kids are always talking about that. Um, so no, I mean, yeah, you know, there's a how many podcasts are there? I mean, it's really only one Bears podcast, but then there's some other pretenders. Yeah, know, that's true. Here. Right. You uh,
2: managed to compliment and offend me at the same time. That was good.
1: Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, you do that other one too. There's two <laughs> good podcasts. Two good podcasts. Um, yeah, so I I I think it's just winning because they're not associated with winning. And like I bring this story up to people last season, not this past one, but the one before when Fields was a rookie. I did a story on um you know, the fact that he's really the second black quarterback they've had that, that's played any substantial amount of time. You know, Cordell had, what, seven games. Jason Campbell started once, you know. Um, Henry Burris started once. Um, so he was the second one. So I wanted to talk to high school quarterbacks who are black and see, like, is he, like, an inspiration, that type of stuff. And at the time I was running out, so I did it. Talked to one kid. He's starting at Fenwick. He's now at Ball State. Give my whole spiel of what I'm doing. And he goes, Listen, I'm really more. He's like, I got to be honest. I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. <laughs> from Chicago, from Naperville, plays at Fenwick, Aaron Rodgers fan. Of course, he's an Aaron Rodgers fan. Why wouldn't he be? If he's a quarterback, who's he going to look up to? You know, who was he looking? He wasn't going to look up to Mitch. He's going to look up to Jay. No. You know, you looked up to someone who's successful. And I think that's a major problem. That's the major problem with the Bears in my mind is that. Kids in this area don't really like them, and yeah, their parents do, and they might have to watch a game with them. But if you're a kid from this area, you know why would you want to watch the Bears? And Justin Fields is like, if he's really good and this really sticks and he really improves this next year, is is the antidote, uh, you know, to kind of that that fan like laziness. Yeah. Well, and to
2: kind of bring bring this full uh, like around full circle, that's why business. CEOs get involved in the football stuff sometime, mm-hmm. because like what you're talking about, the Bears have lacked, and like when you see kids walk around in Patrick Mahomes jerseys, which is like an extra insult, because that could have been the Bears' quarterback. I mean, that's that's why if you're Kevin Warren, we, I mean, I, we always talk about like GMs inheriting a yeah. good situation. We were just talking about Ian Cunningham at the top of the podcast, but like if you're Kevin Warren, you can understand why this is an intriguing. And great opportunity, just as a as a business guy too. Yeah, and and kids know nowadays
3: with with like fantasy. Yeah, like my sons can ramble off a dozen quarterbacks. They they want Justin Jefferson gear. Yeah, they they want Cooper Cup stuff. They want Mahomes jersey. Now they both have field stuff because they'll watch them on Sundays, and their dad covers the team. But they know who's putting up the points. They know what which teams are you know still winning. They're they're smarter. Mike my, my kid wants a Robbie Gold
2: jersey though, so I don't know what that says about.
3: Well, Robbie's still playing. <laughs> when your dad's
1: a special teams coach, yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: you know, um, yeah. John, no, I, quick, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: No, I was just gonna say I, I like I go through my son's jerseys and it's all like he's got a Fields, but you know he's got a million other ones. He you know he had he had he had, he had, a, he had a he had a Taylor Gabriel one because the last name's his first name's Gabriel.
2: Oh, I actually remember you posting that. I remember seeing I, that.
1: I showed it to Taylor. Yeah. He loved it. He thought it was great. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of Steelers stuff too because that's like a team, you know, when you're a kid Steelers fan, you actually buy the, you, you know, you want to be associated with that. Yeah.
3: Um, last episode, we were talking about, like things that Kevin Warren can take from Soldier Field and bring to Arlington Heights. Um, the lake. We've seen a, <laughs> we've seen a lot of, We've seen a lot of, like, different stadiums come and go here in Chicago. You know, like, Comiskey's gone. Wrigley's still here. The old Chicago Stadium was across the street from the United Center. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think of the stadium scene here in Chicago? And then what would you take from Soldier Field and bring up, you know,
1: I-90? Well, You know, it's funny. I've only been to one Bears game as a fan in my life. Um, I think – don't people say that this – the views are pretty good, right? Because it's small. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. yeah. People say like this, The you know, the views. Here's a funny, quick funny story. The one time I went to the Bears game as a fan, I was in grad school in 2000, fall 2006. So the Bears Super Bowl season. And one of my grad school classmates was high school teammates with Jason McKee. And we got Jason's tickets <laughs> that game. It was like the coldest game of the year as well against Minnesota. It's hogs boss. I Hoag's huh. boss. I watch, you can tell your boss I watched with Jason McKee. I watched in Jason's seats. His buddy was like, this guy was a couple years younger, played in high school with him in Florida, went and ran track at Dartmouth. Mm. And he was like this really nerd, not kind of nerdy looking guy, but like an unbelievable athlete. And he was friends with McKee. So I watched him. But yeah, I think the seats are good. Make sure you have good sight lines, you know, make sure the, the actual fan seating is the thing. I know when you build stadiums, you build them for luxury suites because that's where the money is and club seating. Make sure there's still a lot of that for the fans. And the interesting thing to me is going to be what they do with the, with the field, you know, the actual field. Um, and I think you guys were both there, right. When I was asking Ted about that. Yeah. You're talking um, about
3: the actual playing surface. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You
1: no, know, it was rare for you. know, it was a big story in the athletic about it. Um, you know, the fact that players hate this turf and they hate the combo turf, like it, it, the metal ends and places like that. And I asked Ted, if they're going to roll grass out and roll it in and out, and he said, probably not, which on, you know, Makes sense because we don't really have the warm climate here to do that, like they do in Arizona or like where else do they do it?
2: Uh, the I think Vegas, I think the Raiders. Oh,
1: you're right, Raiders. But Raiders they do have- it. In, they do it in England. They do it at um, I think Tottenham. T- Tottenham. It. Yeah, or they, have- they played. They do it. So I mean, the bear. It, it would be really Bears though. You guys have to agree with this. Like they were the ones getting ripped for not going to turf, even though, and they would say like, no, our studies show the players want grass. You know, everyone rips them, and it's actually they were right. Players do want grass. They were actually well. They cool. want
2: nice grass, though, not shitty grass. Correct.
1: Grass is grass in their mind, but right, they want nice grass. So, but they were on the right side of that existential argument. Yeah. And now uh, everyone, everyone else court- is going to go to grass, and the Bears are going to go to turf, and so I, I think that'll be funny. The
2: the quarterback's on record though is saying he likes the turf.
1: Yeah, but he's also young. He doesn't. You know, like seriously, he's played two years in the NFL. Yeah. Like I don't think he quite gets it yet. He still has his youth.
2: Well, he's also I think that's what he's used to playing on the high school level. Ohio State has um they don't have grass, they have turf. Do and they? then yeah. And then um, you know, I guess Soldier Fields for his real grass experience, but I think he likes going to Minnesota and Detroit. Sure. Well he's fast. You know, yeah. Have you ever exactly. talked
1: to hey Hogue, have you ever talked to the Sod father about this?
2: About turf versus grass specifically. And, about,
1: and Soldier Field. I've
2: a little bit on Soldier Field, but yeah. He
1: won't, he won't talk on the record about it because he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to like betray the the groundskeeper like you know what oh, I mean? You're right, the circle of trust. But he he's had some interesting stories and not about the actual he like defends whoever the groundskeeper is. Kenny Morack. Right. His problem is more with just like the bureaucracy behind. Well, it's not just the city. It's the city and the Bears, you know, and how they, they fight with each other. Yeah. But the the father, Sully and I talked to him off the record last year about this a little bit, and he was pretty interesting. So that, that's going to be a big story, though. Watch out when, when, when the stadium comes. People, are, it'll, it'll be interesting. We don't know who the hell is going to be playing for the Bears by the time they build this fantasy oh. stadium.
2: Also, we don't know what's going to happen with what you're talking about with this turf versus grass war. I mean, we're, we're, this thing's going to be seven, eight years down the line. What's that whole conversation going to be? And we know that the Meadowlands—I think one of the players spilled the beans—that they're going to they're going to keep artificial, but it's a different type of turf. Um, there. So uh, that's just something. It, it's a good point you bring up, and something we'll have to keep track of.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you guys think is the big thing besides, like, what do you think they need to do with the new stadium or just in general, marketing wise? I'm curious. You guys are more plugged into that than me.
3: Well, I think you nailed it. You got to be successful. You know, right. part of the Bears' old, to go back to your billboard arguments now that, you know, Justin Fields is sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts or he's got the deal with Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. You see those billboards all the time now. But, like, I get what they're saying. Why spend money when we're already making money? Um, it's a bit archaic in thinking, but I understand at least why they thought that. It's winning; it it really is. Like you mentioned, your Steelers experiences, like the ambiance of the games, like it's hundred percent. Like winning creates all that. Like I just think about like the the Blackhawks, you know, of the the twenty ten, twenty thirteen, twenty fifteen. Like they yeah. created their own things because of what happened on the actual ice. You you need a better product and then it sells itself you know that's how i think things need to unfold and then might maybe hey. why kevin warren will will be good for ryan poles
1: and here's a good bit of marketing i was at the blackhawks game the other day and i was watching like their uh, between you know the two period shows in the sports book and lucas patrick was a guest how about that hmm. he, he was on the uh bringing that big bears lucas patrick audience over to the blackhawks that's big that's on big. bulls night for some reason
2: Wow, that's. I guess you so get all the teams.
3: A, a Bears guest at the Blackhawks game on Bulls night. On Bulls night.
1: Correct. Well, they, they, when they scheduled Bulls night, they forgot that they were playing in France. So, like, none of the players were going to show up because <laughs> they're resting. So, they got Bill Wennington to show up and, like, the Lovables. Ah. Nice.
2: Scheduled Bulls night while the team's in
1: France. Well, no, they were back, but it was oh, like the okay. first one to go because they were, like, jet lagged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They couldn't get him back. So, like, yeah, Bill Wennington was there, though. I saw him.
2: John, do you think there's any chance that the Bears end up staying in the city?
1: Um, No, because I don't know of any other stadium locations, right? I mean, I always thought, here's my idea. And this is my idea during, like, when it was coming out. was, like, the city should sell the Bears Soldier Field. Like, mm-hmm. why do they want it? Like, And people are like, no, you know, district rules and stuff, blah, blah, blah. Like I totally get that. You know, there's a lot of logistical hoops, but one thing the pandemic showed us is that you can actually do things you thought previously were impossible. You can change things on the fly. You know, you can change the rules. Why not just sell them the stadium Then they can develop it any way they want. But the issue obviously is there's just not enough space. You know, you're not how much you're not going to sell them like the planetarium, right? You're not going right. to sell them the field museum. There just isn't enough space. And I, is critical as I think they should stay in the city. I'm not like Mark Carman levels of asking about it, but um, you know, I like the idea of all the teams playing in the city. I think it's cool. I don't think people that complain about traffic and other things are going to find uh, some panacea out in the suburbs. Cause if you ever tried driving out to like Arlington Heights, you know, let's say when they have a Thursday night game, how do you, how easy do you think it's going to be get, to get from the city or, the, or wherever the, other suburbs that aren't close to that stadium, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. So I don't think people are going to find these, these, like it's going to be a pleasure cruise getting in and out of Arlington park with 70,000 people. But I can totally understand. Listen, this should have happened in the seventies, right? Yeah. They played at Wrigley field for 50 years. They're the first that's, I wrote this the other day, like, and I, I can't stress it enough. You are the first NFL franchise. It is 2023. And you're still talking about your own stadium. Yeah. That's wild. It is. I don't, and it, people are like, well, you know, it was their only business. They didn't, you know, they're not rich otherwise. But like a lot of other NFL teams were in that same boat back then. And they figured it out.
3: Yeah. The team that you're, yeah. Like wearing right now, right? The Steelers, yeah, a family
1: I mean, owned team. Yeah. I mean, listen, the Giants, they, played, they didn't, they played in Three Rivers until uh, 2001. Three Rivers was not great. Um, and they weren't making any money. Bears have much better lease than, than the Steelers did with, with, uh, county and the city for three rivers I'll tell you that but you know that's when the Steelers obviously exploded revenue wise is when when they built uh, a new stadium but yeah you could listen you try to tell me in the 70s Hallis couldn't find some money to build a stadium on the west side south side give me a break it's just like they had no vision they've never I mean he had vision as a football guy the most vision of anyone you know but he never had vision as a businessman and that's what doomed the bears to be in this position. It's not Lori Lightfoot's fault that this is, you know, this is still an ongoing thing. Like people want to blame her. It's not her fault. It's the McCaskey's fault. And it's the city's fault for not figuring out a better solution 50 years ago.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: and, and then 20 years ago, the same thing. They put a spaceship on top, try uh, on top of a landmark. Then they lose the landmark status. <laughs> you know I mean? Like, what are you going to do?
2: Well, and that's why I think the only scenario in which they can stay in the city is if you, they do what you said, and that's they actually let the Bears own the land. And even then, though, to your point, is it enough land? It's going to cost more money, and it's less land. So and you got to
1: like almost tear down the stadium and rebuild it. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's you, you. You know, it's just they 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 painted themselves into a corner. And yeah, I don't want them to. I don't. Like the idea of Arlington Knights, but it's doable. I mean, football's the one, you know, team you can put them out in the suburbs. It's not really that big of a deal. But you like the, I said, for the, for the fans that think it's going to be easy, uh, I, I would advise you to think again, look at, um, yeah, I saw people tweeting the other day about the Niners Stadium, how it was like traffic was like, took people like two, three hours to get in and out.
3: It's right next door to an amusement park. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's, bad. it's I, a bad, location.
3: I and, went
1: to that. I was, uh, you, were you guys there? Or you, John, you were probably there for the first regular season game there because it was Bears Niners. You remember that?
2: Yeah, that
1: was, yeah. Were you there? I held? was, I was the there Colin too.
3: Kaepernick game, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. And I actually, the interesting part about that oh, is yeah. I actually, the that was the other stadium. The yeah, one you're, yeah.
2: the, the one uh, that was the Kyle Fuller game. He had a couple of interceptions in that game, right? And, and the Bears won.
1: Right. It was like the end of the Kaepernick era. It's basically like that was like the beginning of the end. Is when things got yeah. bad. with Harbaugh. That season was bad for them. I, but I remember that one, though. I drove from downtown San Francisco. I bought the, Iron, the Ghostface Iron Man CD at Amoeba Music in Hyde-Ashbury because I rented a car. And I actually got from downtown to the stadium in the entire in the running time of that album, which is under an hour. So mm-hmm. I was really proud of myself. I, I think the, the lesson I there think is that, that was an anomaly.
3: fans will travel for the percent to, to, to watch. They'll, they'll yeah. sit in traffic. They'll, they'll deal course. with – BS. They'll deal with an amusement park emptying as they wait to get into, this, into the same lots. Um, and put also, up with shit.
2: I, I just like. I'm not too concerned about the traffic thing. It,
1: it won't bother us
2: driving cool. to Soldier Field on a Thursday. Right now is a nightmare. Yeah, like cool. like yeah. I got to leave my house at one, or I'm going to sit there in traffic for two and a half hours. Yeah. So it's it, it it's it's good it's Chicago. The traffic is going to suck wherever the stadium
1: exactly. is. It's a big city. It's a yeah. big city in a big area. There's always going to be traffic. Um, you got to find your secret shortcuts and whatever. But, like, I just say, like, everyone talks about, like, it's going to be a solution. That's not the solution. The solution is the Bears can possibly, you know, make more money and a bigger experience. I, and I, the other thing for fans, just to, you know, I, I don't want to hear, I, I want to, like, save people's tweets complaining about Soldier Field and then see what happens when they see the price ticket prices for a new stadium in the suburbs because they're going to be astronomical. You know, they're yeah. not astronomical, but there'll be a lot. There's, you're going to be paying a lot. So, you know, I just hope fans know they're the ones paying for this.
2: John, appreciate the insight. Enjoy having you on. Make, I want to make sure all our listeners are following you at John underscore Greenberg. You get all kinds of stuff on the stadium and uh, snarky media uh, yeah. tweets at all <laughs> times, too.
1: Yeah, I love you on this podcast, Hogue. I don't listen to the other ones. Sorry. Jesus. <laughs> Comments like that. <laughs> Throwing
3: haymakers on the way out.
2: Yeah. Come on. Thanks, John. Give Mark Carmen love.
3: <laughs> he kind of did.
2: Or maybe I'm the problem on that show. I probably am. <laughs> I'm always a problem. It's all a problem, as a former coach would say. Uh, all right. We got to get out of here speaking of that because there's other shows to do and other things to do in life. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns, uh, Reed, Johnsy, Greenberg, Fishbane, Pompeii, the whole crew. On The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. You can find me at all C-H-G-O. And we do do a show every day at noon. And I guarantee you Greenberg watches more than he says. (laughs) So check that out. Well, make fun of him. Yeah. And then you'll know. Right. So something tells me that one's not going to make his list of like... Oh, he does a survey though. His thing's a survey. Yes. Yeah. Whereas uh, the Sun-Times thing last week was just one guy's rankings. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Jeff Ageris. Which, speaking of Mark Carmen, his yearly bit of being number 21 on the list is always <laughs> hilarious. 21 or 221. You never know.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. We're out of here. Uh, Obvious Shirts is the place to go for all the merch. Appreciate the support from everyone. As, as I like to say, tell a friend. We're not going anywhere. We're plugging through the offseason. We'll be back Thursday, actually um with more we'll talk a little bit about the games coming up this weekend yes, and football yeah and get maybe get into some free agency uh, we got a lot of big plans coming up so make sure you are subscribed telling your bears fans all about it we'll be here for you hoag and johns and we'll talk to you in a couple days see ya hey george hi adam um